Hey fuck boys and fuck ladies, this is Tyler from Worst in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show and we get into some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worst in the Industry are their own and in no way representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization. Yell at us, not at them. Maybe send me a dick pic every once in a while. That'd be cool. Thanks and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now. When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town. Run up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. Boy, you better sit down. Yeah. Ain't nothing fancy, I'm still broke. Cross town like Yancey, I will throw. They say I'm in a spot, they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. Get a deal with coke If I wasn't rapping about the past back dealing dope Got the offer and it's real low Over one mil and it's still wars have begun And then a big fucking stinger onto the logo This this man is an entertainer He knows what I want Oh yeah Like he, he knows put what on I want. a show But he's otherwise a fucking worthless goon <laughs> Well he's yeah he's an awful piece of shit But he knows what I want The Reset Wars have He said it's it's InfoWars most important thing they've ever done is this a great reset uh, reference? Is that what they're talking about now? Oh, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. God damn it! Like, don't get track. Don't get me wrong. He does talk about on his on his normal show the Great Reset and uh, replacement theory and you know all that kind of shit. I mean, yeah, you know, all the usual right wing nut talking points. Yeah, I'm not surprised anymore. I <laughs> hope that. I hope that Alex Jones fans are going to be the people uh, in the Mad Max future that are, like, all, like, pierced and, like, covered in metal and shit. I think it'd be fun. Because they're going to scream the best stuff. Yeah, like, but they yeah. won't be because they're not going to be that fun. No, th- exactly. No, but, like, it's not going to be fun to be killed by them, but it'll be fun to read about it in the future. Yeah. All right, well, uh, speaking about uh, things that are almost fun to read in hindsight, we're going to go ahead and... <laughs> move on to the show here uh yeah hey hi hello and welcome back once again to a brand new year of worst in the industry the show where these three white-shirted black-tied pie-eyed boys on missionary attempt to evangelize our truths out to the world through this our book of awful my name is elder saint peter and i would like to share with you the most amazing book to my left hello my name is elder colin stanley and i'm the accountability buddy that won't stop jerking off to my left my name is Elder Tyler, and I need you to bring me the boy for the sacrifice. Bring me the boy. Bring boy. me the boy. Dig up the plates. Take Joseph out his Smith beating heart. The There's going to be a lot of, like, comments about the boys, the boys in this. Um, what if Joseph so. Smith wasn't talking to the angel Moroni, but it was, like, a hooded demon figure who's like, Yes, Joseph Smith, I shall grant you power in this earthly realm for I mean, the that rest explain... of your life. But not the and then the monkey's paw curls in because the rest of his life he'd be you know ridiculed and then shot to death like he deserved. Yeah, yeah. Finger curls inward. Um, now on this oh so holy episode of worst in the industry, I have taken the position of prophet to proselytize to you, our audience, with a story about a real estate firm by the name of the United Effort Plan, or the yep, UEP everybody... for short. Everybody put on your special underwear. Oh, yeah. Put, uh, put on your special underwear. Get, get Mitt Romney on FaceTime. He's going to mm-hmm. want to hear this. Yeah. Kristen Cinema too. She's a former Mormon. 
because uh, we, we keep talking a about Foreman? Mormons because the UEP is a business, of course. Uh, but it is a business that is backed by a religious organization, one of the most secretive and powerful in the United States, if not the world. The mm. FLDS, or the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Not just regular Mormons, Fundy Mormons, which is in and of itself an oxymoron. I'll explain just exactly why later in the episode. Now, before we get into the real meat of the UEP itself, which will largely be in episode two of this little mini-series, we need to understand how exactly an organization like the United Effort Plan went from a relatively harmless way for a fringe religious group to make money to an organization whose corruption and carelessness cost no less than seven lives, and certainly a lot more than we know about. Wasn't one of them a teacher? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I hope all Mormons rot in hell. Oh, they will. Um, if there is one. If, you ever watched if there's the show, one, they're going there. Have you ever watched the show Hell on Wheels? No. no. It was a. It was like an AMC show that was like forgotten about. It, Wait, it, is it a it, trucking show? No, 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 no. It, it, it came show? out... Yeah, it came out, Western. like, around the time of, like, Breaking Bad and, and oh, yes, Sons of Anarchy, and it was really fucking good, and it was yeah, about, it was like, like the railroad right? building. Yeah, and, uh, it, in, like, an entire season is just, like, reasons to hate Mormons. Don't they also just, like, they, they swear a bunch in there, uh, and they, but they make it, like, period inaccurate, because they call people, like, they're like, fuck you, bastard, which is, like, not the way people talked back then. Well, railroad like, railroad men were no, like they special. swore a lot, but they used like old timey swears. Like, yeah, it was, the like, swearing was different. Your mother's a trout, and then you'd be like, "I'll kill you, bitch!" And you stab <laughs> him to death. It's it's like how when Billy the killed Billy the kid called someone a some bitch, and the dude almost shot him over it. Yeah, yeah, as he because that that was one of the worst things you could call somebody back it's in the day. Billy Billy shot a guy over being called a pimp. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I'd, I'd be like, you got me. You, you got me. <laughs> Sorry. You got me. Well, that was back before, you know, yeah, that was being, being a pimp, a pimp was pimp cool. Meant you were like a lazy criminal piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was before, you know, pimping ain't easy. P well, pimping's never been easy. Yeah, it's never been easy. never been easy. <laughs> it's pimping the second oldest profession. <laughs> wow. <It's> That's... <laughs> And as soon as, as soon as women figure out how to do something, men figure out a way to exploit it. Yep. What if? But what if I could make money off of pussy? He Bing, thought. Bingo. <laughs> uh, I wish I had. If I had one, I'd be doing it to myself. Now, this episode is also notably by no means a complete history of either the LDS or the FLDS, and there will be plenty of times I will point to other pieces of media as sources for this episode and better places to learn about those aspects of this story. Listen, if we wanted to go into a context hole, listeners, about about <laughs> Mormonism, um, we could do a whole podcast about Hello. it. Oh, sweet God. Yeah. We could we could do a 20-part series on Just it. Just listen Easily. to the musical. Just listen, yeah, to, the listen, Book of listen to the Book of Mormon musical. musical. It covers everything. Honestly, yeah. watch the episode parts. of South Park that covers the Book of Mormon, because it's pretty fucking accurate. Susie Harris, smart, smart, smart. Um, Martin Harris, dumb. <laughs> Dum 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 dum. Now, uh, sit down, relax, and enjoy your mood mood altering substance of choice, or none at all, if that is your preference. And prepare to spelunk with me into the depths of American Yahooism. Oh, make I'm sure you're, make sure you're soaking right now. Yeah, make sure yeah. make sure you're soaking so that your your roommate 
at Brigham Young University can jump, to jump pump you so that you can have sex with your sweetheart. But uh, guilt free because thrusting. you know it's it is entirely incidental and Jesus can't see your room. I mean, it's not guilt free because the whole time you're thinking about Brian, the other guy in the wrestling team. But <laughs> you know, it's BYU. What are you gonna do? Now, BYU. in a relatively brief BYU. summation. America has always been home to religious nuts as long as white people have been here. Uh, I cannot confirm nor disprove the existence of religious nuts among the native populations, so I won't go that far. Now, ever since the Catholic zeal of Christopher Columbus burned and raped its way through the Taino people, the Americas, like any frontier, have been welcoming to the outcast and the misfit, the universal friend and fire and brimstone Puritans alike. I know that from a young age, I was taught that one of the truly founding principles of America, and one that is truly representative of the quote-unquote American dream, was the freedom of religion. What very few of us were taught, and what many still don't understand, is that despite the Puritans being a fucking drag, a lot of the religious groups that came to America and formed here, especially post-revolution, were pretty fucking groovy. Well, there were at least a few notable exceptions that, you know, America's beginnings were a lot more communalist, to, to similar, not use the term socialist. I have similar opinions about Protestants uh, as a uh, 12th century uh, Italian duke would have about Protestants. So I don't think I should weigh in. Yeah, that's okay. Um... Now, one whose name and products can be seen around today still is the Oneida community, a communalist group who followed a man by the name of John Humphrey Noyes. These Christian perfectionists attempted to bring about a heaven on earth through a light form of religious eugenics, polyamorous marriage, and tantric sex, but only for men. Doesn't sound that groovy to me. No, no, but relatively speaking, compared to, like, the Puritans... I mean, it just sounds like that that uh, that new age uh, cult that all those Hollywood people were in, where they're branding people and getting sex slaves. Yeah, man, groovy. It's all the same thing. <laughs> um, that guy went to jail, Justin. Yeah, He's in prison. Yeah, so did a lot of hippies, and they probably yeah. shoulda. Yeah, yeah. Now, you all get of for the... having no ideology, pieces of garbage. All of these things and all functions of the Oneida community, like their very successful silverware manufacturing operation were administered by a complex series of committees. The Oneida Silverware Company still exists, of course, and they still make serviceable tableware. However, that true frontier spirit of uh, monstrous eugenics and, uh, you know, free love and sharing to an extent have gone out the window in favor of real business practice. For, you know, honestly, mostly the better. Yeah. I mean, it's capitalism, right? We, we talked about it all the time, where it's like, Capitalism is an assimilator-die system. Uh, you either work within it or you are crushed beneath it. Oh, yeah. And even once you start working within it, you're usually crushed beneath it anyway. Oh. But, it, you know, it I relies don't think on a very... getting molested while they're making spoons anymore. No. no that's not true. But I'll Where tell you, you, I'll tell you the what. the spoons are made? The one thing that came good out of them were those, those frozen bags of french fries. I was going to say, I think that's I a love... different... No, shut up. It's right. uh, <laughs> I I yeah, love getting a bag of of <laughs> homestyle potatoes where they're cut into little cubes and partially mm. pre-browned, so I don't even have to think about it when I have to fix my hangover. Yeah. All the starch, all the starch. Crinkle cut so my good. penis. 
I'm, you know what? You do you, buddy. It's, you know who'd probably be into that? The Oneidas, because it would help you maintain your sexual plateau for longer. Ridged for her pleasure. It's, and you know what, ladies? Ladies were allowed to come as, as much as they wanted, but the men had, yeah, to, they had to hold them. it. They had, wow. to, they, had to, they had to save their seed? Yes. I find that when you build it up, it's of a lower quality when it comes out. I mean, it's it was it was literally like I think it was literally just tantra that was taken from the like, See, east. Is it because all the sperm cells get into fist fights in there? Christianity. I think I think if they're just sitting, if they're just sitting on load after load after, because as everybody knows, a man never stops making cum. So there's constantly more cum in your body, yeah. uh, and you have to let it out eventually. Um, but I feel like there's so much ammonia just free floating in that fluid that like it's like it's like trapping a bunch of toddlers in a room on recycled air like it's not going to be good for them yeah no, i bet when no, they it's come not great for I, them, but you know they do they, they deteriorate and are recycled i bet when they came it was much like a mustard gas going off i'm sure it was, it so, was... so you're telling me that my sperm cells have the same ideology as the heaven's gate cult yes yeah likely because they're like it's the recycling we're about to it's about to be Jesus sp- spaded, spaded over. It's the great recycling. Yeah. So my sperm are wearing wearing those fucking fresh ass Nike. I still it's, want a pair of Nike decades so do, bad. They, they I want a pair. Of, they're they're three hundred dollars minimum. We should yeah. all buy a pair of Nike I'm decades and then kill ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get an Airbnb in the Beverly Hills and kill ourselves while we're wearing Nike decades. I wonder if that no. house has been turned into How an Airbnb you? yet. We, we should turn an Airbnb into, like, a cult suicide house. That'd be fun. Just leave we one person alive to, to clean security up. Deposit. Yeah. And we, yeah, we'd never have to give it back. Isn't it annoying when the Airbnb host, like, messages you more than you need to know? When they're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> excuse me, I just want to let you know. Here's some restaurants in the air. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's I can figure it out. I have, an, I have the internet. Shit. I have God in my pocket, you moron. I have all the information the world has ever known. Well, speaking of people who think they have God in their pocket, uh, one group that is actually still around and practicing their truly wackadoo religion is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, more commonly known as the Mormons. Sorry, I have the whole musical memorized. I know you do. Um, I still remember your performance of Hello. That was was very good. I got to be Elder Cunningham because I was the fat one. (laughs) <laughs> now this is not going to be um a, a history of mormonism if you want to know the history of mormonism listen to the five-part series by last podcast on the left or read no man knows my history by fawn brody which is consequently one of the sources used in last pod and to one and extent this show or read the book of mormon read the honestly that doesn't tell you mormon? much about the story of the history of, Joseph of Mormonism. Smith, no, but it is, it's very informative because of how batshit stupid and insane it is. Mm-hmm. And how they're like, black people are descended from Cain, which is why God cursed them with black skin. Yeah, it's, it's horrifying. All the Native Americans are red because they're murderers and rapists. Yeah. Uh, now, the LDS, as its members prefer to call it, was founded by one Joseph Smith, a con man and grave robber who attempted to write and sell a novel called The Book of Mormon using a made-up story involving some golden plates as a hook. This Convicted. Convicted. Yes, convicted con man. Not alleged. Went to jail. Went to prison. Went went to jail for his his con man ways. Um, 
this snowball, after his friend's wife called him on his shit and stole uh, his manuscript, forcing him to rewrite the book, turning it into more of a religious uh, manuscript as opposed to a novel, as it was originally intended, um, Joseph stole a whole bunch of rituals from the Freemasons and then founded the LDS, began moving his congregants west, uh, away from federal control. Now, before the... <laughs> Sorry. It's just... It's just like now. It's just like just like now where you're like, oh no, the federal government's gonna really crack down. I gotta move out to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, quite gonna, literally. And then they're gonna wake on me. Well, well, it's it was the Sandy Creek raid, but we'll get to that later. Kind of. <clears throat> uh, now, before the Mormons would make it to their eventual destination of Utah, Joseph Smith would be killed by an angry mob, and the control of the bulk <laughs> of the LDS would go to his bodyguard and right-hand man, Brigham Young. Brigham was a very violent authoritarian who instilled paranoia and reinforced the practice of plural marriage, polygamy, into the LDS, and this would hold until it came to the issue of Utah's statehood, where the church would publicly denounce the practice of polygamy, while being lenient with members who practiced in secret. It was not until the early 20th century, 1904 to be precise, that the LDS issued a proclamation that it would no longer authorize or sanctify any marriages at all which violated the law of the communities in which they existed and the country as a whole. Any members of the mainstream uh, LDS who were found to still be practicing polygamy were excommunicated. This is actually really interesting because um, when Brigham, right after Joseph Smith died, when Brigham Young uh, became the successor, uh, James Jesse Strang, uh, the only Strang. American monarch, oh, you're uh, talking about split the... from yeah. the mainstream church because they were polygamists. He was like, no, 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 that's fucked up. That's against the Bible. We don't do that shit. They moved to Beaver Island in northern Michigan, yep. uh, where he immediately became a polygamist. <laughs> Yep, declared himself king, became a polygamist, and then got shot on a dock. Yeah, the name's the, uh, Strang. There was a there was a young girl that came to the island. She was like sixteen, uh, and she was she he immediately became like trying to was fucking her right. It was just blowing her back walls out constantly, even though he had already had a wife. And uh, the way they kept it under wraps is he made her dress in drag and pretend to be his nephew. So they just... so they were just like, man, James, <laughs> you seen Jimmy and his nephew lately? I think they're <laughs> fucking. Hey, Justin. What's up, bud? You know how you just said, why is Bob Saget trending on Twitter? Yeah, yeah he's dead. He's yeah, fucking he dead. Oh, yeah, he shit. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. dead. R.I.P. Bob Saget, I guess. Yeah. It's a long time coming, buddy. R.I.P. Saget. for decades now. You ever suck dick for coke? I also, I just watched that clip. It's a great clip. It is a great clip. <clears throat> uh, now, you're hearing after... it here live first, everybody. Which you won't hear until Tuesday. You heard it live first a yeah, week ago. I guess. <laughs> you probably heard it from Tuesday. Welcome to the news. Hi, it's Colin News, here with News News. I It's Channel News, and I'd like to just let you know, Bob Saget's dead. 65 years too late. Fuck you, Bob Saget. Now to News News with the weather. dun 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 it's cold outside, much like Bob Saget's corpse. <laughs> Thanks, News News. Bum, 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 bum. Now, it's a good bit. It's yes, a good it bit. Is, it is a great we'll stand bit. by it. 
Now, after this 1904 revelation uh, is where the FLDS comes in hot and steamy, maintaining the practice of forced plural marriage of young women to old men in an open secret with the world around them and in defiance of both the mainstream LDS and the federal government of the United States. And the Christian God. And common fucking sense. And the literal Christian devil. And any sense of morality. Now, I mentioned earlier in the episode. <laughs> Consensual adults can do whatever they want, but, like, these are, like, 14-year-old, 15-year-old girls who, they, they're like, have you had your first period? Great. Now, you're gonna love Gregory. Yeah, he's 72 years old, but he's gonna love your new pussy. He can still shoot with the best of them. He's got 107 children. Oh, God, these fucking... <sighs> These rabbit people, they just, like, I don't think, every time we're talking about history and they're like, oh, such and such group was like, they had, they had there's genocide or there's like eugenics, there's like chemical castration. Nobody deserved it more than the Mormons, uh, of the people that never had it happen to them, the Mormons deserved it the most. Now, I mentioned earlier in the episode... Breaking news! Mitt Romney has committed suicide on the front steps of the Capitol building. He said he can't take it anymore and li- he can't stand living a lie. God, don't worry about the, the government Back to is news now... Back ma- to news with the weather. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's still cold. It's still cold. Uh, Back to you. <laughs> oh, what a great day that'll be when Mitt Romney dies. Someday. He's like, it's like Mormons are like vampires. And so he's had so many kids that at this point, if, if you stake him through the heart, all his children turn to dust. <laughs> now, I mentioned earlier in the shot. episode that the concept shot. of fundamentalism and Mormonism are pretty mutually exclusive. Mormonism, despite what it bills itself to be, is not an ancient religion that has gone through the growing pains of millennia-long rule and changes upon deviations upon compromises. That's the most American religion there ever was. It was because it's bullshit. Mormonism. It's a con. We're trying to get money out of you. Mormonism has the same birthplace as the garbage plate, and there are Upstate newspapers that have a far longer history to them. Mormonism. There's bars in this country that are older than Mormonism. Oh, so I'm older than Mormonism. Mormonism has always been exceptionally flexible, adjusting in just enough ways to keep heat off of them enough uh, to keep existing, always ready to try and stay relevant. From the dropping of polygamy to the public declaration that black people are in fact people, Mormonism is barely late, sorry, little able that to that read was the So room. proud of them. That was so the proud 70s, of them. Justin. Oh, I know. I'm not trying. Like it was like this is not them moving forward in a significant way but they're at least aping what people I mean, want i mean slave owners thought that black people got to go to heaven <clears throat> and mormons still didn't so i feel like it's it's a bit of an uneven comparison <laughs> i mean it's still it still brought a lot of heat off of mormonism that's undeniable yeah that's fair it was an adjustment that they made according to the public mood and the mood against them they will always do that. And, and choosing to stick to the quote-unquote fundamentals of Mormonism is basically anathema to the ideas and practices of Joseph Smith 
and is in straight-up defiance of that adaptability that allows Mormonism to continue to exist to this day. Love it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. This I stand is Joseph Smith. In part, why the FLDS is such a massively secretive organization. Because they realize if they close the ecosystem, they don't have to deal with outside criticism. Not as much. They can be on their own. They can truly be in their own deseret like Brigham Young and, and Joseph Smith had, you know, envisioned. Where, <clears throat> before Utah, there was there was a city that they stayed in. What was, like, was it Jerusalem? You're talking about Nauvoo? Yes, I am talking about Nauvoo. Yeah. Yeah, Nauvoo in Illinois. In Illinois? Come yep. on, man. It, dude, at one point, it was, like, the, the largest cities in Illinois were Nauvoo and Chicago. Well, because all the Mormons lived there. Yes. And if you became a Mormon, you just moved to Nauvoo. Yeah, well, and then the problem is that when people left the church, they didn't leave Nauvoo. Yeah, they're just like, no, I, I have a, I have a job here. No, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the butcher in Nauvoo. I have to stay here. Yeah, and they, like, uh, well, they didn't well, get that excommunication thing quite right, like the FLDS does. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, the just FLDS make, just make all the boys live in trailers out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the FLDS is best exemplified in the hypocritical leadership of the father and son duo, Rulon and Warren Jeffs. A pair of megalomaniacal <laughs> authoritarians who took the environment of the FLDS and used the resources of the UEP to create an ever tighter grip on their followers and ever more pervasive control over their lives. This is not a complete history of Rulon and Warren Jeffs. If you want to know that story and the stories of the lives they left behind in their madness, read Under the Banner of Heaven by John Krakauer and watch Sons of Perdition. Ooh, that Sons of Perdition is about the, the boys that got excommunicated. The right? Lost Boys, yes. We'll talk yes, about them later in the episode. It's such a good documentary. Yeah, Keeper oh Sutherland? God. We will bring up The Lost Boys uh, later in the episode. Great. I love that fucking documentary. Uh, Wasn't now, Keeper Sutherland in that? I think no. so. Different, different Lost Boys. Uh, much better Lost oh, Boys. No, much well, more enjoyable yeah, no, Lost Boys. No, no. It, this is this is the one where they're they're like they're like <laughs> they shoot the guy through the chest into the in the stereo, and he like see like ah. They're like oh, hardcore rock and roll, and then there's the the moment where they're he's like trying to get some pussy, but then there's like a toddler who's also a Mormon, and he has to kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Michael, Michael. It's such a good movie. It's on Netflix now. Lost excellent. Lost Everybody should watch. You know what? Pause the episode right now. Go, go watch Lost go, Boys. Go watch Lost Boys on Netflix with Kiefer Sutherland and Corey Feldman. Uh, what a great film. Honestly, soundtrack's fantastic. There's a guy with a chain around his chest playing saxophone on the beach. I still what? believe! What more could you want in a piece of cinematography realism? Exactly. Excellent, excellent, excellent. There's tits, there's trains, there's vampires, there's saxophones, there's fire, there's motorcycles, there's blood... And there's rock and roll, baby. And that's all I need. I still believe. That's the song. It's I the know. song from the beach. <laughs> that's where he's like, oh, you see that girl? Go fuck her pussy. And Go his little brother's like, pussy. his little brother's like, can you 
put your dick in your pants for two seconds like i'm gonna go get some strange <laughs> oh no. i'm the grandpa from lost boys that's my that's how, what i've been trying to be for the last you know 24 years hey well, she pushed her cleft up boys, on me you're gonna be the grandpa rule on jeff's uh no because you see in 1942 the flds created an organization by the name of the united effort plan in order to formalize their communalist lifestyle and concentrate all of their resources in one place to benefit every member of the FLDS, nice. theoretically. Big quotes around all of that, by the way. <laughs> on yeah, the big, surface, big, this is... Heavy quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on the surface, this is a noble cause and a just ideal to be sure. However, the same thing that happens whenever power and money are concentrated in a single organization or under a single person, and doubly so in organizations as secretive as the FLDS, it happened, and these resources were immediately used for nefarious purposes. You cannot concentrate these kind of resources in one place or under one power structure without them being abused. It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. I I find it hard to believe that it ever will. Um, now, this, this is an organization that uses its power to literally conceal birth and marriage records from the government as much as possible in order to cheat taxes, prevent investigations, and uh, make people ignore very young pregnancies and very rampant financial abuse. The FLDS leadership controlled the funds, which included all of the liquid assets of every FLDS member, on top of ownership of the vast majority of real estate used by the FLDS, as well as the ownership of construction firms and manufacturing companies, and therefore, the FLDS owned the ability to create their cult's entire worldview via the United Effort Plan. Schools, wow. privately owned and operated by the FLDS, were built with UEP funds, materials, and labor. FLDS homes were built by the UEP on UEP land with UEP funds, materials, and labor. I'm going to continue using those terms a lot throughout this two-part series, and we're going to go into them a little bit right now. You see, where does the UEP get its funds from, exactly? Surely a communalist society based on Christianity couldn't, you know, acquire their money in any shady way, right? Like selling indulgences? Uh, no, selling indulgences, selling slaves, uh, lying, embezzling, cheating. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 Christians don't do that. No, That's never. A sin. Not once. Matthew 23, 23:12 <laughs> through 13. Or 21:12 through 13. Now, the FLDS, which again controlled the UEP entirely, demands a very steep tithe of a minimum of 10% of all of the earnings of their congregants. This makes up the traditional base of the income of the FLDS and therefore the UEP. However, the FLDS also firmly believes in the bleeding of the beast, which is a large-scale, highly organized, multi-level fraud scheme in place in all levels of the FLDS, in which church members are not just encouraged but told it is their absolute moral imperative to defraud the federal government in any way they see fit. Mm. Be it tax evasion, food stamp fraud, on top of fraudulent acceptance and application for grants and federal funds, which is to say taxpayer money. Yeah, they, they like, they'll fudge their income 
and they'll they'll purposely make sure some people don't have an income or have an extremely low income on purpose mm-hmm. so that they can then receive uh social security and things from the government uh, as well as like snap and then they just use snap and social security to feed back into the flds like they tithe it like you're supposed to just get that money and then use it but like they're get like they are roundabout giving it to the flds uh and then using it to fund their operations um which is not an argument against like social welfare systems mm-hmm. uh, because they're going to exist regardless. But like, come on, come on, guys. I, I always knew I, the government handouts were the I issue. I want to defraud the government as much as the next guy. But like, maybe don't call it something like bleeding the beast, which is what I refer to when I have blue balls and need to come. <laughs> bleeding the beast. Now, on Ble- top of uh, abusing taxpayer money uh, to literally fund child Bart abuse. Inside. Uh, the materials used by the UEP are, whenever possible, sourced entirely from within FLDS communities. I have to use this to highlight just how intensely secretive and isolationist the FLDS church is. We don't know the true extent of their construction. We don't truly know the population of the cult. We truly don't know how young these kids are getting pregnant or how, how many children there are or how many families there are or how deeply inbred these communities are because they obscure birth and death records or just don't record them at all. Mm-hmm. That everybody, like in the FLDS, everybody gives birth at home. Uh, there's, they don't have, like, they don't go to hospitals. They or they go to FLDS clinics. Exactly. I mean, that's why uh, Rockterio met a bunch of fucking Mormons when he wanted to have an illicit birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're used to doing that kind of shit. They do it all the time. They yeah, they're like, hell yeah. Get on in here. You, yeah. you seem like an upstanding man. Yeah, why don't you hide your babies in my my ranch house in Utah? Yeah. <clears throat> I like how Justin's all blurry. Nope, there you go. Oh, weird. There you go. Uh, the labor used by the UEP, once again comes entirely from, from within come. the FLDS. However, it is not just the adult population that is used by the UEP to construct the homes, businesses, ranches, and temples used by the FLDS all over the country. Children as young as eight years old have been reported to be swinging hammers, carrying lumber, and even operating heavy machinery on UEP-owned construction sites. These are children deprived of an education, untrained, in unsafe working environments. They don't have homes or the family structures that would create the fully functioning members of society that we need to be in order to make society move forward. And when the UEP and the FLDS finds them to be disobedient or a member of FLDS leadership sees a boy as being sexual competition, these boys will be cast out. They will become the lost boys. Um, this is, Colin and I spoke a little bit oh about uh, the documentary Sons of Perdition. Um, it is a heart-wrenching documentary about these young men who are stripped of their families, their support systems, their communities, and everything that they have known, sometimes for as you know little of an infraction as the prophet having a bad dream about you oh yeah like so in in that documentary like they 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 interview a bunch of these boys 
Um, and it's it's so fucked up we're calling them boys. Like, so, like some of them are like get to be as old as like nineteen twenty. And some they of get them are as young up. as three. Yeah, some of them are like children, children, and they just get turned loose. And it's not like, it's not like, oh, we can't afford this kid, so we we cast him out. It's like, no, uh, you did something or said something or somebody uh, in church leadership decided you they didn't want you around for whatever mm-hmm. reason. They don't have to explain themselves. Yeah, and you're, you're a gone. Bad seed. And you, your parents literally just like. They, they kick you out of the house, they lock the doors, you're not allowed back. Oh, so they, they just, drive like, these they, kids out into the middle of the fucking desert, and yeah, they just do, leave them there. Yeah. They do what, what Zoomers commonly call a vibe check, and they <laughs> fail. Uh, yeah, well, these, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, these kids, like, they don't have, a lot of them don't have birth certificates or social security numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them don't understand how to get a job, how to start to go to school, how to drive a car. They don't understand to, like, money. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They've never used money in their lives. They've never dated a girl. They've never. They've never talked to a girl unsupervised before. Mm-hmm. They've never. Uh, you know, a lot of them like don't even know like how taxes work or that they're supposed to pay them. Like then they then they end up on B on 4chan. Then well, they don't think they end up on B on 4chan. I think I think they end up like drinking Mountain Dew uh, until one of them decides to try beer for the first time. Yeah. And they end up on B. And then they end up on beer. Good old beer. Having a high life. <clears throat> Having a high life. Now, tell you what, this... maybe being kicked out of there is better than I'd being disagree. in there. I would, I would probably say being stripped of everything you ever knew and every personal uh, friend and, and family member that uh, you ever had, uh, pretending like you were never born, probably not better. Uh, but yeah, I but mean, if you're three, you, you can know, figure it out. It's a hard comparison. Um, like they should have passed that vibe check. I guess being I'm treated as a, a masonic breeding stud for the rest of your life is arguably better than dying in the desert. But you know, arguably, <laughs> potential. Um, I wish now, I could be this, a masonic breeding stud. I'd be good at it. This line of thinking. This line of thinking. Let me try that again in English. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Apparently, I'm now the perfidious pole. Justin's a new. Uh, He's one of those uh, Kazakh revolutionaries who's like, this line of thinking has led to me killing government on horseback. Hooray! Good for them, by the way. Honestly, yes. Um, Now, this line of thinking leads us to another more horrifying question. Where does the FLDS acquire such a ready supply of children? Once again, the people in there is the FLDS makes their own. Yeah. They're DIY like that. No. Yeah. You see, while the boys are sent off to work as soon as they're able to drag a saw around, the girls are kept in education for slightly longer. Grooming, and we call are it. at the same time groomed for early marriage, usually as soon as they are biologically able to bear children sometimes sooner. Well, because th- they talk about that, uh, I believe, and also in Sons of Perdition, when they're talking about the, Jeff fam- the Jeff's family. Yes. And how, like... They had this... I don't know. Are you going to talk about the bed? The bed no. on wheels? So they had this big fucking bed on wheels that they would wheel into a church, a room in their temple, um, in their, in their uh, you know, their, their sanctum. Mm-hmm. And they'd have girls, eight, nine, ten years old, in the room where they had to learn how to make a man happy. Um, 
Taught by the prophet himself. Specifically Warren Jeff's father, and then once Warren Jeff's uh, became, like, the patriarch of the FLDS, Warren Jeff's. They're just fucking kids. They're just, literally, they're just pedophiles. That's, all this is, is a big money-making scheme to obfuscate the fact that there is a band of pedophiles running rampant through this country. I mentioned earlier in the episode birth records being kept out of federal hands, and this is exactly why. You see, in FLDS schools, there are delivery rooms in case a student has their water break. Yeah. This allows the FLDS to maintain secrecy about the horrid, illegal parentage of the child, but also allows the FLDS to obscure their true population from the U.S. government. And also to make sure that that girl... That, you know, this this child, this child that is being forced to have a child also has no opportunity to escape. Because that's what you see in situations of abuse a lot of times, is that the, like, the biological reaction, the chemical reaction in your brain and the psychological reaction of becoming a parent, a lot of times is able to, like, push past a lot of the grooming and conditioning that a lot of these, these victims and survivors find themselves in. And they're able to make that very brave choice to leave. But these girls, they're fucking like locked down. So you don't, they don't even have that. And then the second you get them pregnant, they can never leave. They can't leave their kids. It's the same thing that Hasidic Jews do, is you get them pregnant as soon as possible, with as many kids as possible, so that they feel like they can never leave even when it's, they know it's bad. Even when they get older and they realize uh, you know, the, some of them that realize, because not all of them are that fully conditioned, how awful things are and the, the life that their daughters are going to be forced into uh, and that their sons are being forced into, they can't leave because they have a dozen fucking kids and their husband's not taking care of them. They have to do it. They have to make sure these kids are taken care of. And also, you have sister wives who are literally, like, there. Their whole job is to take care of kids and report on each other. Mm. Literally, like, be like uh you know little fucking spies it's the same way their missions work when they send uh young men out on mission it's they're literally there to like psychologically torture each other uh into coming back to the church and also to blow each other well they don't they get this we're not supposed to do that we're not supposed to do that so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and uh take a liberty here and say we need a little palate cleanser I would love it because this is yeah, this a little take, horrifying. Let's take a, let's take a palate cleanser because, real quick, uh, just to round out the episode, um, these delivery rooms, much like the schools and the homes and the land that all of this is built on, and the temples that these children are molested in, were all built by the UEP. Yeah, so it's just it's just a church uh, using a financial loophole to become a business because that's what America like. If it was just a church full of pedophiles and they didn't have the UEP, the, they'd be waco They would get waco mm-hmm. Absolutely. But because it's a business, they're like, no, no, we love businesses here in America. Fuck yeah. all the kids you want. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. They can we, do keep, pe- we keep putting people fucking kids in the White House. So yeah, do whatever you want. We don't give a fuck. Now, um, hopefully this has allowed you to see a little bit into the world of the American extremists just a little to open the pot just a hair and and sniff some of the disgusting steam of the FLDS 
and the real estate conglomerate with which it is inexorably tied and through which it exercises massive amounts of control over its congregants. Tyler, please give us a palate cleanser. There's these little harvest mice. And they sleep in tulips. Oh, it's just the cutest oh goddamn thing God. in the fucking world. Its fucking little whiskers are covered in pollen. Oh, I'm gonna shit adorable. out my dick. I bet it's friends with the bubblebees. Oh. It's, it, they're best friends, Colin. They're best friends like, and no one can ever they, tell me what otherwise. If, what if they like shake hands and do a little dance together because that's how bees communicate? Oh, that's the best. That's adorable. This little fucking... With those little mice. Tiny, tiny little field mouse. Being like, oh, my friend's the bumblebees. And then they start stinging it. It's just like, ah! The bees! Bumblebees don't have stingers. No, I know they don't. Bitch. Anyways, um, now all of this, all of, all of this is just the base. Right. This is the rich, boiling broth of context with which we will build a simmering stew of rage filled with the delicious chunks of crimes committed by one of America's most concealed and influential cults and seasoned with just a little bit of prosecution in the end. Also, there will be Rosemary. This is pedophile Tonkatsu. Don't you besmirch the good name of Tonkatsu, you son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, this is this is the end of our first part of, uh, of the UEP. Thank you for sticking with us in what is uh, honestly turning out to be one of the more harrowing episodes I've had to do. Ah, uh, well, you decided to do an episode on a company that supports child fucking, Justin, so what did you expect? Oh, I know, and it's about to get a whole lot worse next episode, because we're going to talk about uh, the first major action taking, taken against such a religious uh, organization, the Shady Creek Raid, which set up the context for things like uh, Ruby Ridge and Waco. Awesome. Uh, we will also be talking about the current legal troubles of the UEP, uh, as they are currently owned by the state of Colorado. Is awesome. it, uh, I just, just curious, uh, you're not going to mention the, the, is it the Misty Meadows mur uh, massacre? The, no. Okay. Shady Meadows. Shady Meadows. Mountain it's Meadows Shady massacre. Meadows. You're it's Mountain Meadows. Mountain Meadows. Okay. Um, but no, that is, that is not, that is not a part of this story. Um, if you want to know about the horrifying crimes of Mormonism, again, listen to the five part series by last podcast on the left. Read No Man Knows My History. Read Rough Stone Rolling. Read, uh, you know, read Under the Banners of Heaven. Just Fucking read. Watch Sons of Perdition. Watch Sons of Perdition. Learn about this cult that is active in America. Nothing else. You should watch Sons of Perdition. Watch Absolutely. Sons of Perdition. And also, uh, because we mentioned, I mentioned it, watch One of Us. It's uh, it's the documentary about uh, Hasids in New mm -hmm. York. And it's like, they do the same shit. It's all the same shit. Um, it's, it's pretty fucking awful. Uh, there is there is no call to action this week. Um, aside from find a Mormon, Mormon waste their time. If you're Mormon, get out. If you're a Mormon, get out. Uh, either go fuck yourself or get out, depending on your personal temperament. Yeah, we all hope you guys have a real nice day. Um, thank you all once again for joining us for this new, brand new year of worst in the industry. We're coming back next week with the second episode of this and coming in hot after that with do either of you have an episode planned? Yes, I do. Uh, okay, uh, nice. Uh, I just want to say uh, I like personal hygiene so much I'm willing to get cancer for it. Oh boy. All Can't right. Wait to get into it. Uh -huh. Love it. <laughs> All right, well, thank you once again. Bye. Kisses. Bye. Love you. In a spot they would kill for I could put them in the wheel and they still won't I could probably get a deal with coke
if I wasn't rapping about the past back dealing dope. Got the offer and it's real low. Over one mil and it's still low. They all corporate, they all cute in suits. Yeah, on bullshit with all that poop to scoop. My shit going up, I go root the roof. They don't like that, they want mute the truth. They gon' switch sides, they go group to group. They want shoot the shit, ain't got shit to shoot till I go crazy. Go and get the baby shark and hit him with the doo 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 damn. Boy, you gotta shoot it with two hands Couple John Doe come through like who's mans Blue ball, nah, she blew it like two grams Everyone I lose, abuse the fuse hands I'm right there on the edge of insanity Overlooking Vegas, overthinking my vanity You been throwing shade, I'm enjoying the canopy Everybody dies, so I live out of fantasy Yeah